Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. of Full Count Chaos. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm back. You're back. We are back here to talk about the Baltimore Orioles, who are now 40 and 24, playing great baseball. Now, it did get a little dicey earlier in the week, last week. A lot of Birdland fans were sitting here going, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. This is not what 2023 Orioles baseball is all about. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Everything is falling apart. Everything is falling apart. I want to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. What's on your mind so far? How are you feeling about the season with the Orioles right now? They're taking care of business with the Royals. They won three to two on Friday, Saturday. Great game. Six to one. That's the kind of score you think when a team like the Orioles are playing the Royals. Trying to look at the glass half full. You know, the game three to two. Hey, the Orioles win. That's what it's about. I shouldn't sit there and go, eh. A team like the Orioles should be probably beating up on the Royals a little more. Calm down, negative Nate. Relax. I also see people battling with each other on uh, Twitter. Chill out, bro. You got the people who still like to point out things with the team. Look, I think that's part of sports. You know, a team that you root for, no matter what you feel, there's always room for improvement. Now is that glass half full, but I, I do see positivity. I do see the positive fans. You say, look, they're 40 and 24. What the fuck are you talking about? Nitpicking. Who should be traded? How to get better. But then on the other side, you feel the team, there's always room to be better. It's okay to talk about that. But apparently some people, there's no such thing as venting about sports when the team you're rooting for has a winning record. You know, I guess I shouldn't talk about how Mount Castle couldn't hit a fucking beach ball with a tennis racket right now. Come on, that's nonsense. It's always room to talk about negativity with sports. <laughs> you gotta negative Nate's gotta come out of his cage every now and then. But I'm trying to be positive because right now, again, the Orioles playing great baseball. Can't complain. But a lot to go over today. Again, want to hear from you folks. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Full Count Chaos. We're always over there talking Orioles baseball. But it feels good to be back. Back from LA. Man, jet lag. That shit messes you up. That's the first time I ever dealt with jet lag going to the East Coast, the West Coast, in like the matter of five days, four days. I don't know if anyone of you dealt with that, but yeah, that messes you up for a while. But had a blast in LA. Uh, hung out with my sister, brother-in-law, love them very much. Always drink a little too much when I'm with them. You know, those friends or family members you see, and every time you're done, you're like, man, I should probably go to the doctors and <laughs> take a blood test. Make sure everything on my uh, liver, kidneys, everything is fine. Or one kidney. That's right. I got to be careful. I got one kidney left. But we had a blast. Um, I didn't see anyone. Well, yeah, I saw Ben Affleck. That was it. Although my brother-in-law said uh, Bill Hader jogged by us. I don't think that was Bill Hader. Guy was too short and had a mullet. But we were sitting there in traffic at a red light. Traffic coming opposite direction was sitting at a red light as well. Ben Affleck was right next to us. I look over. I'm like, holy shit. It's Ben Affleck, and I dig what anyone else would have done. Rolled down the window, looked right at him, and said, fuck the Red Sox. Uh We drove off, high five, all in the car. Nate, why did you do that? 
Why not? I'm an Orioles fan. He's a Red Sox fan. I need to represent even on the West Coast. Now, I did see people representing the Orioles over there, but I just think they were wearing the orange and black to match their eyeliner. <laughs> I don't know if they were really Orioles fans. Uh, I did get to walk down Hollywood Boulevard, 10 o'clock at night. That place is shady. If you ever go and visit, if you go after dark, boy, you better hold on to your shit. It's just a, it's a shady vibe. My brother-in-law warned me about that. He said, head on swivel. Got to be careful. Uh, but I didn't realize it was like 10 blocks long. It was cool seeing all the names and the stars on the sidewalk as we're walking down. We saw a movie at Hollywood uh, Theater. It was great. Good time. Uh, I did get hit on at a gay bar. Wait, what did you say? We didn't realize it was a gay bar. The original bar we tried to go to before the movie was shut down. They were making a movie in the bar. And I don't know if the guy who was standing outside thought my brother-in-law and I were a gay couple. But that's fine. Whatever. So he said, hey, head over to the bourbon room. Walk across the street. <laughs> we just wanted to have a drink before the theater, before the movie. And, uh, you know, as we're walking up the stairs, I'm seeing these big, large frame photos of these uh, what I thought were women in lingerie posing. I'm thinking, hmm, what, you know, what is this, like a strip club or something? What are we doing? We walk up to the bar. I order two Modellos, $30. I'm like, what the fuck? I said, yep, I'm in L.A. Two beers for 30 bucks. Fuck out of here. So as we're drinking, uh, we just had random guys walk up to us asking us, you know, how we're doing. What are we drinking? Can they buy us a drink? Uh, real friendly. I said, man, everyone over here is real, fr- real friendly. All these guys are coming up asking if they can buy us drinks. Then we realized, oh, okay, I got it. And then there was a drag queen dance off. <laughs> Uh, right before we had to go to the movies, it wasn't that we got out of there cause we felt uncomfortable. Hey, look, my self-esteem went up a little bit. I got hit on whether it's a guy or a woman, whatever. <laughs> but as we walked out of the bar, we realized, boy, uh, that was an expensive beer. And then we went and saw the movie, but anyway, had a great time. We'll do it again. Love LA. I think it's because of the weather. Uh, saw Venice Beach, uh, Santa Monica, all the good shit. My brother-in-law took me around where different movie scenes were. So that's that. Here I am. Back in Baltimore. Feel great. Orioles are doing well. Little shaky there. Little shaky. Went to the game Saturday. Uh, the sun beat the living shit out of me. I mean, there was no clouds. It was a beautiful day, but it was like it got up to like 87 degrees. Just knocking me in the face. So I got the uh, sunglass tan, the burn. It's a great win, six to one. I love it that Gunnar Henderson is looking like a damn fine ball player right now. My wife and I always kid around every time Gunnar comes up to bat. You know, we go, Gunnar, Gunnar. I don't know if I told this story. I'll make it quick because I got a lot to go over with the Orioles here. I uh, walk around, I jog around my block every now and then. Sometimes I walk, sometimes I run. It depends on what mood I am. This little fucking mutt comes running up to me and starts like biting at my heel, <laughs> you know, and I don't want to hurt dogs. I, I don't want to kick them. I don't want to hurt any dog, especially this little dog, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. And uh, I guess the owner, she was standing out on the front lawn. I could see her. She was wearing a muumuu. She looked like a character out of a movie, wearing a muumuu, curlers in her hair, smoking a cigarette. And this, her dog, it's her dog. Cause she's going, goner, goner. And this thing's like, it's biting me. You know, she's sitting there smoking. She looks like Steve Buscemi. And I'm yelling at her to get your fucking dog off my foot. 
And she's just going, Gunner. You know, she's not even really putting any energy to get the goddamn dog over to her. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, that's my fun story of a dog named Gunner biting at my feet. So anyways, back to Gunner Henderson. I love it. He's uh, getting out of his, I guess you could call it a funk. His last 23 at-bats, he's batting 348 with a 739 slugging. You know, he just seemed like he wasn't getting that umph. It took him a little bit to, to kind of start feeling it. Nobody was calling him a bust. Again, young kid just trying to feel his mojo, and he seems to be feeling that mojo. He's hit three bombs in his last six games. He's getting on base every game. He looks like he's figuring it out. And I have this small feeling that Gunnar Henderson's just going to keep getting better. It's time to get that Gunnar Henderson jersey and wear it every day and never wash it. Tell my wife, I don't care. It smells like ass. I'm going to I'm not going to keep wearing it and not wash it as long as Gunnar Henderson is playing well. Because sports is all about superstition. And smelling like ass wearing a jersey is part of it. <laughs> now, I did get my Adley Rushman uh, Captain American bobblehead. I'm not a big bobblehead guy. I never have been. I, I, the one that I have now, it'll probably just sit around somewhere and collect dust. And I know that's terrible. Maybe I'll start a new trend here in my house and start putting bobbleheads around. I know a lot of you are probably going, hey, give me the fucking bobblehead collecting dust. What the hell are you talking about, Nate? Give it to me. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. You know, start collecting bobbleheads and see what the whole hubbub's about. But walking back to my car, about a half dozen people came up. Offering $20, $30 tops. I think $30 was the highest bid. I did see a guy with like a, a pile of, it looked like almost like 15, 20 Adley Russian bobbleheads. He was giving people $20 for their bobblehead. I'm assuming he's going to go on eBay and sell them. And I noticed an hour after the game, I logged on to eBay, just curious. And there they were, $65, $75, people putting bids on them. And I think, and I've talked about it before on here, I think the highest bid, or the, the highest sold bobblehead Orioles after a game was the Buck Showalter. Uh, what was that? I think it was like a 175 or 200. But this is an honest question. I'm not being condescending. I know there's a lot of people who collect these bobbleheads, but why are, what is the big thing about it? Like, are, and this is an honest question. Are they going to be worth like this Edley Rushman bobblehead? If you bought it for $75 on eBay, uh, what, in like 10 years, you're going to be able to sell it for like 250 because I'm already seeing there's like five or six sold before I started recording. I logged back on just to see. And there it is, $55, $60. People are buying these bobbleheads. Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman's a great ball player, one of the greatest in the leagues right now. I get it, but I don't know. Just never got into the bobbleheads. So I'm I'm curious. If you're someone tuned in right now and you're into bobbleheads and, and you're willing to pay $70 for an Adley Rushman head, <laughs> bobblehead, that is. Slow down there, Nate. Just curious. Anyway, uh, great win Saturday, six to one. Uh, the day before, three to two. Uh, so far, they've taken two or three with Kansas City. They play again Sunday at one thirty. Now, look, this past week, it was an interesting week because the Orioles' offense started shitting the bed. The Orioles—I don't want to say shit the bed. It's not like they lost five in a row, but things got a little uncomfortable this past week. I heard a lot of, "Is it a slump?" Or are they finally playing down to their level? Ooh, that sounds bad when you say it like that. Playing down to their level. I never liked that. Sounds like some Bush League garbage we don't have time for. You know what I mean? Orioles fans, like, what is this shit? <laughs> Before they played the Brewers this past week, the Orioles, they were 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games. Made us a little uneasy. 
Look, we're used to the Orioles going seven and three, six and four, eight and two. But I'm sitting here like this five, five and five. What, what the hell is this bullshit? We all start freaking out. We're like, oh my God, here it goes. I knew it. <laughs> what is it? They're playing down to their level. <laughs> I know it. This is, this is all bullshit. All smoke and mirrors, April through June. Here it is. <laughs> five and five. Then the Orioles go to the Brewers. Because a lot of us are like, all right, calm down, relax, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. Then they go to Milwaukee. That Brewer series upset a lot of us and really got us thinking that maybe we're rooting for the worst team in all of baseball. We just put up our hands and said, yep, that's it. Orioles are the worst team in all of baseball. Maybe the worst team that's ever played the game of baseball. This is ridiculous. This team is disgusting. Fuck this. You're fucked. I don't want to be fans of this garbage, pathetic, blue cheese eating motherfuckers. I'm done. That's just like I was getting upset. Of course, I'm kidding. Kind of. The Orioles offense, man, they were looking pretty bad, though. Struck out 16 times last Tuesday during the four to three loss against the Brewers. I don't think I've ever done anything in my life 16 times in one day. Uh, well, I, well. Five years ago, I think I talked about this New Year's Eve. I think the only thing I did was throw up 16 times in one day. Drink enough fireball to kill a small horse. That was a bad New Year's Eve. Not good. Started that New Year's off not well. But yeah, I might have thrown up about 16 times that morning. But other than that, that's it. That's the only thing I can think of. Then the next day, we're thinking, no problem. They'll snap out of it. It's fine. Everyone calm down. Negative naked back in your cage. They'll be fine. Nope. The Orioles offense completely covered the bed with a shit ton of shit. Then they lose 10 to two, only scoring in the ninth inning. I'm sitting there like you all make me sick. I give you all my energy, my time, my money. <laughs> and this is, this is how you repay us. I feel embarrassed to wear anything with an O on it. <laughs> I was upset, but Hey, we were all kind of freaking out. The Orioles. Best record in baseball, second best record in baseball, third best record in baseball, back to second best record in baseball, and we're seeing them lose. The offense sucks. They can't hit. Runners in scoring position. Nope. Forget about it. Oh, for 120. Here we go. They're like, oh, my God. Now the Orioles, you know, past 10 games are like three and seven. Uh, now, Mullins being out of the lineup, that didn't help a goddamn thing except throwing runners out at home from center field. Ah, I kid. I'm kidding. Come on. I'm kidding. Just kidding. Everyone settle down, eat some fiber, loosen up a little, relax. I'm always going to kid. I'm always going to get on Mullins about his arm in center field. Now I know somebody will say, Hey, uh, you know, here's his, here's the chart showing that he has an average arm in baseball. So knock it off. Well, I'm just going by what I see. Anyway, uh, enough kidding about Mullins. Can't kick him while he's down. Poor guy's on the IL. This is what happened, you know, while I was away. I was out in L.A. reading all about it. And then the Orioles pick up Aaron Hicks. It was a weird week in baseball. You know, we're freaking out about the Orioles not doing well. And then the Orioles pick up Aaron Hicks. We're in Birdland. We just went bonkers. Oh, shit. We're like, what the hell is this? He's a fucking Yankee. So, of course, right off the bat, he's a piece of shit. And we don't want him. And he was having a shitty year. It wasn't doing well. So we're all going, wait, 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 wait a minute. You know, there's Kowser, Westberg, Ortiz ready and available. A couple other maneuver uh, moves they could have done. Some maneuver, some maneuvering, whatever the hell I'm trying to say here. 
It was frustrating. Then we hear Elias was looking at Hicks before Mullins was hurt. Hold on a minute. What the hell is going on here in Birdland? I don't like it. (laughs) Things just seemed upside down. They're not playing well. Hicks is coming on the team. Mullins is out of the lineup. Bird's heads are falling off. Like, wait, wait. Elias was looking at Hicks before this Mullins situation? What are you up to, Elias? There's some trade that was brewing up before Mullins got hurt? Hmm? What are you up to, Michael? Now, Hicks, since he's been on the Orioles, hey, I'm a fan of Hicks. Will I go out and buy his jersey? No. Probably not going to be on the Orioles that long. You know, but have a little memory of Hicks being on the Orioles. I don't know. I take that back. Maybe I'll wear a Hicks jersey. But Hicks has been on base safely every game since he's been in Oriole. And I like the fact that the day he come, you know, we find out all about him coming on the Orioles and he comes in the Orioles organization, starts getting interviewed. He's like, oh, yeah, I love being on the best team in the American League East. No doubt about it. So then Birdland were like, hmm, you know what? I like Hicks. <laughs> he's a good guy. He's not only an Oriole now, but now he's saying we're the best team. All right. Welcome aboard, Hicks. So his last 20 at-bats with the Orioles, he's hitting a 300 average, 427 OBP, 550 slugging. Uh, he's had some good plays in the outfield as well. So, yeah, he's him, uh, Hicks, Gunnar Henderson, Austin Hayes. You know, the offense is picking up a little bit. Frazier, he hit a bomb on Saturday. So, yeah, the offense is starting to cool around. It was cool seeing Austin Hayes start Friday night off with a home run. <laughs> it's like, welcome to weekend baseball. I always love Friday night games because it's like, all right, let's see how my weekend's going to start off. And when the Orioles win on Friday night, oh, it's just a wonderful feeling. It's like, all right, here we go. Friday night baseball, boom, home run. one nothing. Austin Hayes had a boy. And ironically, those are usually the games we wind up losing. <laughs> I don't know. It feels that way, doesn't it? Like first inning, Orioles up 4 nothing. Then they don't do anything the rest of the game. They wind up losing 6-4. to four. But about a half hour before the game, of course, I get a text because, you know, the, uh, the game's on Apple TV. And that's it. Now, thankfully, I have an app that no matter where the game's being played, I can watch it. Has nothing to do with MLB app or Masson app. Just a random, wacky sports app that I found a while ago that thankfully I can watch these games on my phone. But of course, my relatives over the age of 60 and 65 are texting me really pissed off, wanting to know what in the flying fuck is going on. Of course, I have to remind them you can't watch it on TV. It's on Apple TV. And all the texts of me responding to my aunt and uncles and father and mother-in-law, again, over the age of 60, just one word responses over and over. Fuck, shit, damn it, fuck, shit. <laughs> why? Or, or, or one of them will be, why does this keep happening? All capital letters. Yeah, Apple TV. How do you like that, by the way? You digging that? You guys, you know, you might be 25 years old out there and you, can't stand it when it's on Apple TV because you just want to watch it on Masson. But it seems like all the older relatives are the ones texting me. How the hell do I watch this? And I just have to respond back. Unless you have Apple TV, you can't. Doesn't go over well. What's not going over well is Mount Castle. Oh, 
I'm going to light a candle and a prayer for him tonight, man. My man is hurting. Uh, you know, and it's funny to see when a guy like Mountcastle and say Urias and I don't know, Frazier, whoever, let's say three guys are having a bad, bad month. I love it when fans are like, they need to trade them. They need to trade Mountcastle and Urias and get a good pitcher. Like they think if they just, if the Orioles just pile up like six or seven of our worst players <laughs> and try to trade them, well, we're giving you seven players. So you should give us back like your best player. Seven for one, that's a pretty good trade. I always get a good laugh out of that. But Mountcastle, his last 57 at-bats, he's batting 158 with a 228 slugging. It's not going well. And if you look at his career numbers since 2020, ooh, that's a scary sight. And I not only peed the bed, but I shit the bed. 2020, his batting average was 333. 2021, it was 255. 2022, it's 250. And in 2023, it's a 227 currently. Let's do the OBP, 386. Next year, 309. Next year, 305. Next year, 264. What? Slugging? Sure. 492, 487, 423, 421. And the OPS, 878, 796, 729, 686. Now, that is not trending in the right direction. Now, I know there's a lot of Mountcastle fans, no matter how he's doing. People say he'll snap out of it. It's part of sports, part of being a sports fan. If you're a fan of someone and they're slumping, yeah, he'll get out of it. He'll be fine. You talk about trades with that guy. Oh, man, they're going to come after you. There's a lot of Mountcastle fans out there that are not liking that. There's a couple conversations right now that maybe it's just time to let him go, trade him, whatever. You got Kerstead coming up. He'll be up here any moment. Santander can handle first base in the meantime. Adley, before we know it, he'll be handling first base. I don't know, man. He's just, he's really struggling. And he's going through whatever he's going through. He's had a couple days off. Hyde says he was sick Saturday, still not feeling well, but he was available off the bench if need be. But he's hurting. And whatever he's going through, he's struggling with it. Because, again, starting in 2020, I just read off the numbers. It's not trending in the right direction. And right now, he looks like he's swinging a bat that's about 260 pounds. He's got such a long swing right now, and it shows. But, Mountie, we love you. Hey, look, in the beginning of the season, I think even last year, I was saying Mountcastle is one of my favorite guys to watch. It feels like shit. Yeah, last week or the week before, I'm saying, yo, Mountcastle comes to the bat. You stop what you're doing and you watch him bat because, you, you know, something's going to happen. But, man, oof, I just hope and pray that boy gets his shit together. So the Orioles right now, again, 40 and 25 or 40 and 24. Stop talking negative, Nate. Here you go again. Chill, bro. The Orioles have a winning record. You're not allowed to talk about negative stuff. Well, look, let's do some fun facts here. Uh, sorry, I'm going to do some uh, positive negative facts. Orioles finished May with a 16 and 12 record. There you go. That's a fun positive fact. Cano and Felix in May, they ended with a 115 ERA, 18 saves, 84 strikeouts, and 56 innings. Oh, yeah. Big Mountain, he struck out 16 of the 24 batters he faced in his past seven outings lately. And the Orioles were the first team to win 20 games, 20 road games in 2023. Now, Jackson Holiday, it's not really a fun fact. I'm just reminding you all what a badass player he is. 
Uh, it's a stat, 384 average, 33 hits, 19 RBIs, 1.137 OPS. <laughs> Get the hell up here. Alex Pham, 23.1 innings pitched. He has a 154 ERA, 10 hits, 34 Ks. Bring him up. Bring him up. Now, real quick, speaking of Mountcastle lighting candles, prayers for him, doing the same thing for uh, Mateo. And even though he's going through his slump, I don't know. He's still an exciting player to me for, to, to watch. I, I still love myself, Mateo. But, oh boy, I'm thinking about you, buddy. Between April 27th and June 8th, Jorge has one multi-hit game. He's only had three extra base hits since, since May 1st. Ooh, but look, we love his speed, his glove. Just come on, Mateo, hit that batting cage. Figure it out. You know, the offense, I think everything. It's contagious when things start just shit in the bed with the team. I mean, this past Thursday, the stat was over the last 15 games, they were 7-8, and eight, 24th in runs, 29th in OBP, which was a 271, 27th in OPS, 621, and they struck out seven times in nine straight games. It's just a bad week. It's a bad week in baseball last week. Got us all a little concerned, a little worried. But the Orioles right now, again, 40 and 24. And they're in the toughest division in baseball. Stats prove that. The American League East, out of all the divisions right now, American League East has 188 wins and 130 losses between all teams in the East. American League East. 591 winning percentage. Now, next in line, uh, National League West. 160 wins and 153 losses. Look at the AL Central. Such a shitty division. 132. <laughs> they have a 424 winning percentage. They have 132 wins and 179 losses com combined in that division. Look at the National League Central. Same thing. 147 wins, 165. So between the AL Central and the AL East, they have 56 more wins. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. The Orioles, they're, they're playing against the Red Sox. They're playing against the Yankees. I get that they don't play the division as much as they used to, but they're playing the Rays. They're playing Toronto. They swept Toronto. And I know this past week, things got a little uneasy. But look at them go, man. 40 and 24. In the toughest division, they're only like five games back from the Rays right now. They're just going to continue to keep on winning. And we're here to watch them. Somebody uh, sent me a text today. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was getting passed around. The date of the Orioles' 40th win of the season, again, June 10th, 2023. In 2022, their 40th win was July 7th. 2021, their 40th win was on August 26th. 2019, August 20th. 2018, August 29th. So uh, it's trending in the right direction, of course, uh, since the mid Summer days of the rebuild. They're the fourth team so far this season to get to 40 wins last year. Uh, did not win number 40th until number 84. So look at them go. They just continue to keep trending. Even when they have bad weeks of baseball, they're still hanging in there. June 10th of last year, the Orioles were tw was 24 and 35. Obviously, June 10th. Now they're 40 and 24. Just keep throwing stats. Just see, negative Nate's back in his cage. I'm just trying to remind you of why we should still be excited right now, the Orioles. And you're probably thinking, oh, wait, whoa, 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 who's not excited about the Orioles? We've got Mr. Splash. 
which is cool. I uh, know somebody who actually got tickets and went there. They said it was fun. Getting a little wet. Having a little fun. They got on TV. They were happy. Hi, Mom. I'm on TV. So hopefully the Orioles take care of the Royals. They sweep them uh, because Toronto comes into town. Then they play the Cubs and the Reds and the Rays, uh, the Twins. I mean, it's just a long fucking season. It's just like, God damn, when the Orioles have a winning record, you're like, come on. Seems like the season takes forever. When you see the Orioles, you know, if the season ended today, which is a pet peeve of mine, uh, they'd be in the, uh, the playoffs. It's just like, oh, the season is taking forever. But I want to hear from you folks. Full count chaos at gmon.com. I want to hear from you if you're a big bobblehead person. What's with the bobbleheads? How many do you own? What's the most you paid for? Why do you pay so much for bobbleheads? Did you, if you didn't go to the game, are you going on eBay and buying one of those Adley Russian bobbleheads? How do you feel about the season? All the good shit. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.